Welcome to the show. My name is Christian Corley and with me is Gavin Phillips. How are you doing, Gavin? Doing very well, Christian. Yes, we just had uh, an interesting school run, actually, because we record the podcast in the morning. Uh, we got halfway to dropping uh, my three girls off at school and the middle child announced most of the way there. He said, oh, Dad, um, actually, the uh, sole of my shoes just come off. Like, oh, <laughs> that's exceptionally helpful darling thank you for telling me now <laughs> so uh, we've had a quick trip to the shoe shop this morning <laughs> how about yourself christian how are you <laughs> yeah i'm okay i mean i've, I've just unloaded my uh, cobbling kit from the car just because yeah, <laughs> you, you can never be too sure can you yeah, exactly yeah, yeah you never know <laughs> okay so as you'll have gathered from the show title this week we're having a look at google stadia in a kind of retrospective kind of way, because uh, it's the end of Google Stadia. Come uh, 2023, January 2023, there will be no more Google Stadia. Google what, I hear you ask? Uh, that's why it's going. Uh, Google Stadia is Google's home game streaming service. So basically, you sign up to the platform, and either using a computer or a Chromecast with a controller linked to it, you connect to Google Stadia and play games through your TV or through your PC. It sounds like it should be quite good, doesn't it? But somehow, somewhere along the line, Google got it really, really, really wrong. Now, I say this as someone who signed up to Google Stadia way back, in whenever the hell that was, um... I can't even remember when it was. It was such a long time ago now. There's um, 2019. I reviewed Google Stadia after signing up. So I, one of the people who were taken <laughs> by Google Stadia. Um, it, is, um, it feels like Windows Phone all over again. Yeah, so I, I got it in 2019. I think it came later than promised as well uh, in, uh, in the end. I got two controllers with it. And when I got it, you could play through your TV, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Attack on Titan 2, Destiny 2, Farming Simulator 19, Final Fantasy 15, Football Manager 2020, Metro Exodus, Red Dead Redemption 2, Samurai Showdown, Tomb Raider 2013, and Wolfenstein uh, Youngblood. Of those games, the only ones I recall we played, we tried Farming Simulator uh, I've got the wrong mouth in this morning. We tried <laughs> Farming Simulator 19 and had a look at Samurai Showdown and had a bit of fun with that. The game, aside from... Uh, there's, that, um, there's that bullet time shooter. I've forgotten what it's called at the moment, where the, the characters are all sort of... 90s-style 90 isometric sort of oh i'm thinking of a different one uh yes i can't i don't know the name of that one i can't remember what it's called at the moment aside from that one um the game we spent the most time was tomb raider 2013 which isn't a bad game um but really stages kind of it had more games later on um and so on but it's do you know what i think the problem with stadia was the launch relied on hardware when it really didn't rely on the hardware and i think I think that's the the initial sort of hobble, isn't it? You think like shipping something that required people to to buy into an ecosystem when they may well have already had, you know, an Xbox or a PlayStation at home, and that 
you then had to make you know yet another outlay to enjoy this entirely new gaming ecosystem because coming to the market late uh, is trick is tricky for any business especially yeah. in the world of gaming when you're going up against you know established companies like Microsoft and Sony and of course Nintendo because well you know Nintendo don't offer a streaming service or maybe they do now do they offer a streaming service now no um or maybe there was one in the maybe i read a rumor about one but uh but aside from that yeah going up against microsoft and sony is not an easy task even for someone like google who have effectively all the resources in the entire world and as we've seen they've still fallen down yeah i mean in the review um, this is back in 2019. The things obviously improved for Google Stadia along the way, but back in 2019, uh, when I reviewed it, mm. I observed that, or I asked, has Google inadvertently launched a premium gaming service for casual gamers? Mm, and I think, question. yeah, I think that is what they did. Uh, it's a very silly model, um, but there was, it, because it has a subscription and it's a kind of, because there's no hardware, you've got that sort of Netflix element to it. There's no, there's no, you don't have, you can, can get the hardware, but you don't have to have the hardware. It will run on a TV or through a computer with a standard controller. And the whole subscription element of it, firstly, it was priced too high for games. Um, and then there's the element that you can actually buy the games as well. Now, as we're going to be talking about shortly, people have been bought, have bought the games and they're going to lose the games. That's not good either. Um, whereas a subscription such as what Microsoft offers with uh, Xbox Live, you pay, um, it's not Xbox Live, what's it called? Is it Xbox Live? Uh, it's uh, Xbox Game Pass, and it Game Pass. is uh, nine ninety nine exactly uh, per, per month. And you can play from a great selection of games on that. G Google didn't do that with Stager. They, they tried to um, really get you in with a subscription and then charge for the games as well and it's not a huge collection of games and early on there were problems with it for instance you couldn't take screenshots easily they would be and i remember doing this for the for the uh, review the the screenshots will be only accessible if you did one of those google downloads of your all your data oh so you'd have to like make like a request to google for everything yeah they had on you and yeah. within that you would find your screenshots yes oh God. See, that seems like <laughs> such basic functionality. Exactly. It should be there at the very beginning. It's very basic. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm going to bring up the email from Google concerning Stadia, which um, was uh, dispatched a few days ago on uh, the 29th of September. Now, by the time most people got this, um, the, the, the five of us who still have Stadia accounts, um, the <laughs> <laughs> the news was already uh, quite well known. Now, um, on it says, Dear Stadia Player, on September 29th, 2022, we announced that Stadia service will be shut down on January 18th, 2023. Stadia will remain available for gameplay until the service is shut down on this date. Uh, during this period, you'll have access to your game library including pro games if you had an active pro subscription as of september 29th be aware that publisher support for games may vary and it's possible that your gameplay experience may be affected during the shutdown period now this is an interesting bit coming up 
Google is offering a refund to Stadia users for Stadia hardware purchases. Stadia Controller, Stadia Founders Edition, which is what I had, Stadia Premier Edition, or Play and Watch with Google TV package. So that's... I mean, that's kind of interesting that they're refunding everything. It's... It's a strange thing. I've... Because I've got... I don't have to send it back. I've essentially got free, free controllers and a free Chromecast, which... I'm I'm struggling to understand. They could have just cut and run. I'm assuming they ha- they have some budget left over, and that's how they're spending it. Uh, transaction and subscription fees, all commerce functionality on Stage is now being disabled. So users who held an active Stadia Pro subscription will not be charged for access to their Pro library during the shutdown period. Uh, Stadia's account and data, you will be able to export your Stadia data such as profile information, game stats, social data, save files and captures from Google Takeout until the shutdown. Now, that's kind of interesting. That's one of the directions we're going to move into because there's a guy, I mean, there's a few cases like this, but there's one guy in particular who spent 6,000 hours. And I... That's I'm a lot of time. It is a lot of time. Is there even that six, is a lot of time. Is there even <laughs> six thousand hours in a year? I'm not. I'm not sure what the a single year is. Gavin's going to tell us. Uh, so six thousand divided by twenty four is two hundred and fifty. All right, there is then. Um, but he, still, but even so, <laughs> that's some hardcore. Yeah, that's yeah, some yeah, hardcore yeah. Wild West action. Yeah. Um, yeah, he spent, in, in to be precise, five thousand nine hundred seven hours on Google Stage playing Red Dead Redemption, and he tweeted, "You don't understand how seriously pissed off I am." Um, <laughs> he spent a lot of time developing yeah, oh his character and playing Red Dead Redemption Two, and you can kind of understand. Well, I totally get it. Why he's a bit we, cross? Yeah, just a little bit cross. I mean, you've put best parts of two-thirds of a year to playing this game uh time you're never going to get back effectively and um within one email communication from google they're just going to wipe it out so his frustration is is clear and there's probably a lot of other people in similar situations but um He's asking, isn't he? He's asking Rockstar, who are the developers of Red Dead Redemption, if they will help him transfer. Am I understanding this right? They want to, he wants to transfer his character from the Stadia version of the game into another version of it, PC yeah, or, yeah. or Xbox or whatever that may be. Um, I don't know if there are pathways like that. I'm sure that there could be, though. Well, Ubisoft are developing or offering... Um, Ubisoft says it's working to bring the games you run on Stadia to PC. Um, they say they don't have specific details on the proposal, but we'll share them with Ubisoft Plus subscribers at a later date. So there is at least an element. It can pre- presumably it can be done in some way mm. or other. Um, although some people on Ubisoft are saying that they'd rather have a refund than switch to PC. But you know, um, yeah. I think having the data is probably if you put the time in, is probably. Because, you know, people do spend a lot of time playing video games. I've spent a bit of time on Red Dead Redemption. It took me three years to get from the beginning to the end of story <laughs> mode. It's a good game, Red Dead Redemption 2. It, it was worth savouring. Um, mm. I am. Uh, I do feel sorry for that guy. But this does, doesn't it? This is all of this, this whole Stadia thing. This is typical Google, isn't it? This isn't the first time 
they have decided to cut something and run without telling anyone first, and especially as just a few months ago, Google were denying that Stadia was being axed. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've uh, talked about this website before on the show, Christian, uh, Killed by Google. Yes. Um, which is the list of programs and services and apps that Google has axed over the years. And the list now stands at 274 different things that they have uh, killed wow. off. And some of them are very weird and like you've never heard of them. But in the last sort of few months, the list is there's YouTube Go, Google Hangouts, YouTube original, Originals, Google Stadia, Google Currents. <laughs> like, so like these like five things were actually like fairly big things. I've just read the, dis- I'm sorry, I've just read the, on YouTube Originals, it says off to the glue factory in three months. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh gosh! But well, and know, it's right, isn't it? Because they do—they—they they are terminating. They are just yeah. putting down their products a lot. And I would—is it? I mean, what is what is the ratio? Probably fifty-fifty. A lot of them are quite well used. Yeah, especially things like YouTube Originals. I mean, I guess they just—it's an endless money drain. And if it's not making money, then they kill it. So in that sense, it's uh, you know business acumen that stop throwing money at something that's not working but equally with you know something like stadia where they've asked people to put in money and time and it's it's, you know even if they're providing a refund it it comes back around to the case of the man with six thousand hours on his account you know you don't get that back do you that never comes back no no yeah so it's very very tricky i mean it makes you question like anything that comes out from google you can't really trust ever with the background knowledge that eventually it's highly likely they will axe the service yeah you know there is i suppose i mean i'm not making excuses for google here but there are other things that other services offer similar you know off offerings that maybe Maybe, I mean, I don't want to say they should have copied NVIDIA GeForce Now, but maybe they should have maybe taken it on board that it already existed and try and do something at least as good as, if not better. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So for the listener, uh, NVIDIA GeForce Now is um, NVIDIA's version of a game streaming service. Uh, NVIDIA are one of the biggest uh, graphics card manufacturers in the world. They, they dominate the market along with AMD, but their streaming service enables you to connect their service to your existing game libraries like you might have on Steam or good old games or Ubisoft or or whatever it is. Uplay is their one, actually, isn't it? Um, And you stream them to your computer, your laptop, your TV, and so on. You use your existing controllers. Uh, and then there are like three different price tiers ranging from basic through to like a premium one that gives you um, better streaming hardware. Um, and Christian's absolutely right. Like it's a really good model because going back to one of the first things you said was that you didn't have to, you don't have to buy anything. There's no buy-in. You're using everything you already own and there's no real demand on the user to do anything 
other than create an account. And then if you want to do more, you can, but there's, again, there's no emphasis on actually pressuring anyone into doing it. So having that there as a service that's one of the most popular and then trying to do something that costs way more and isn't as good, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it is It is crazy. So the, the big kind of hangover for this, I suppose, with um, people who have Stadia, who signed up to Stadia, if they're anything like me, they've probably put their controllers away. Mine are in a box just to my lower right. I was going to sell them on eBay. Um, obviously, now they're worthless <laughs> uh, beyond the fact that they can act as controllers. However, they're not, they're, they're not bad controllers. Um, I wouldn't say they're as good as an Xbox One controller. Uh, at the same time, they're probably better than the um the the i'm not sure what you, what do you call the switch controller when you've got both of the joy cons on the better than that the, i thought they were just called joy cons they have a different name but, yeah but the joy they they clip onto a bigger controller don't they the joy cons oh yeah I, I actually honestly don't know the name i don't know what that's <laughs> called either no um so i, I would say that they're probably better than that but there's an interesting thing about them is that uh, unfortunately you can't use them at this point in time with an Xbox, which is a little bit of a pain, particularly for me because my children keep dropping the Xbox controllers. And, you know, they're not cheap, are they? No, like <laughs> proper ones are like 50, 60 quid, aren't they? Or yeah. 70 odd dollars. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have thought about gluing them to their hands, but... <laughs> um, they'd only get in the way at dinner time mate well exactly exactly they'd get covered in pizza wouldn't they so yeah, yeah. exactly yeah so at this point in time uh, you can connect a uh, stadia controller to your computer using a usb cable um you can still play with it with the service that in the old-fashioned way for a few more months if you're doing it through your tv or through um a stager app on an Android TV, etc. But there's going to be a time where some devices aren't usable. Now, apparently, I understand that there is the necessary hardware in the Stadia controllers that will allow them to run on an Xbox, but Google has yet to do anything about that. I also have read that there are various workarounds where um, Python has been used in other code uh, to um, make them more useful on other services. It wouldn't be, I mean, you know, they're refunding, so maybe they're maybe thinking it's easier to refund the hardware than it is to send an over-the-air update to uh, unlock some hardware capabilities and release some drivers. I don't know, I hope not, because they really do need to avoid... The, I mean, there's an economic aspect, um, I beg your pardon, an ecological aspect to this. Those controls could end up in landfill. If they're made useful enough for gamers to use again give them uh, proper compatibility with PlayStation and Xbox at least. That that sounds like a good idea to me. I would completely agree, yeah. Um, I, I don't have any Stadia controllers, but um, I, I keep almost all of my old Xbox 360 controllers, even the ones that are a bit sort of naff but are still working, yeah. uh, in case you have a few people around and you all want to play a game together. Uh, yeah, yeah. And even for that... Even if they introduced the functionality to yeah, make them Bluetooth, people would definitely keep them around just as a backup controller. Things do happen. Like you said, kids drop them. They fall on things. They get stepped on. And having 
something extra as a backup. Yeah, people don't. Or even then, they could resell them, like you said. If you know it's going to work on a, on a wider range of systems, they'll certainly have more resale value, won't they? Yeah. Now, a few years ago, I compiled a list of um, cloud gaming services, and reviewing this uh, this morning, I, re- I noticed that a lot of them, basically, Stadia isn't the only one that's fallen by the wayside. This is a little bit of a disappointment, but it maybe is informing uh, Google's decision here. Then again, on the other hand, they're Google, so, you know. Um, <laughs> so, in this original list, I included GeForce Now, PlayStation Now, Jump, Google Stadia, Project xCloud, Vortex, and Shadow. Now, of those, Google Stadia is obviously going. Jump appears to have gone. Uh, GeForce Now, uh, I, I believe PlayStation Now is still a thing, isn't it? Yep. Yep. And, um, however, uh, Project X Cloud is no longer called that, as we've already discussed. That's um, the Xbox... Uh, what's it like called? Game Streaming. Xbox. Game Stream, yeah. yeah um, Vortex <laughs> also appears to be no longer a thing. And Shadow seems to be now focusing on just remote PC, cloud PC, not just gaming. So, it's clear that... Uh, the th- basically the three original ones, GeForce Now, PlayStation Now, and uh, the Xbox option, they're the ones that are dominating, aren't they? Yeah, and as you do so often see, it's the big companies with more resources that are inevitably going to make it successful. Um, Steam also allows you to stream your games between computers in the same yeah. Same house, doesn't it? So you yeah. can sort of sort of tack that on there, but it's not not really entirely the same. It's not cloud gaming, is it? It's just streaming no. around the house. Yeah, exactly. Um but even within that it's another it's another option that again doesn't really require you to, to do much. Um It's a shame though to see, isn't it, that some of these smaller companies like uh, Shadow and Vortex and stuff, they just end up not being able to compete with with the big names because they just get yeah. crowded out, don't they? Yeah. And also, if Google hadn't... I mean, you know, Google didn't have to get into this. They have some... <laughs> I mean, they, they've said by... The, by um, just last week, they confirmed that the underlying hardware that they use for Stadia, they're retaining and they've, they've got a diff, different business use for it. Um, so... You know, that aside, they didn't have to get involved in this. There were already businesses in there, small companies, startups, trying to do this. And they basically barged in, knocked over all the China, and a few of them have fallen by the wayside. Those those companies, they could have still been going by now if it wasn't for Google coming into the coming into it. You know, Vortex and, um, and the indie one jump. They could have still been going now. So... I mean, the people involved with them must be feeling a little bit sore about this. Well, yeah, you put a lot. They they put a lot of effort into getting them up and running, and then, like you said, Google <laughs> comes into the market for two years and wrecks everything, and then leaves again. Yeah, it's, it's hard to take, uh, really, for 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 those people that invested in it and investing in these different platforms as well, because at least with the 
Google Stadia situation, Google have the resources and wherewithal to provide a refund to users. But anybody that had invested time, game, effort into these smaller services, I imagine probably didn't didn't get a refund of any kind. Now, I'm saying that, you know, I have no idea if that's the case or not, but it would seem that that's probably likely the case. Uh, so that's just sunk money, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, um, oh, do you know, it's a lot of this. When when it came along, Stadia felt like it needed a lot of work to get right. And fr- from Google. Um, and um, I, w- I don't think anything has changed there, really. There was an opportunity. They've had three years to get this right, and they didn't do it. Now, I bailed. Apologies to the um, the, th- the other four Stadia users. In uh, <laughs> early 2021, and at that point, I felt that Google Stadia was still too expensive. Console-free gaming, not as good as it sounds. Google Stadia controllers requiring... Uh, the cables on anything except playing through the uh, th- through the Chromecast and doing the whole wireless thing. Uh, the game's expensive. Google probably doesn't understand gamers, and that's clearly a fact that still stands, given the problems with uh, our uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 player. And there's a Google-wide lack of confidence in Stadia. They cancelled uh, game de- internal game development uh, before I posted that article um and that was you know that we're talking about a year 18 months into its existence it, that's a kind of uh a red flag isn't it really it feels it feels sad that a company that size was able to do this and get it so wrong yeah that is true like we've said uh, there's so many resources and could call on so many different developers, experts, and so on, they probably could have afforded to poach the pop top people from yeah. NVIDIA to get it right, you know. Um, but to make as well, actually, you know, to make so many statements at the same time saying that um, they wanted to build Stadia into a long-term sustainable business is going to grow it unequivocally. They're in it for the long haul, all of these statements you know but i guess the people making them fully uh, fully believed it at, at the time i guess another difficult thing as well um is developers that were or were close to completion because stadia required developers to go back to their game and basically not rewrite it entirely, but it was a different code base. So they would have to go and develop a specific version for Stadia. So for big companies, it's time invested, but, you know, they can afford it. But for smaller indie developers, especially, that wanted to have their game on every platform, they would have put a lot of time and effort into developing specifically for Stadia, only to find that it's now shut down and with the knowledge that this has probably been coming for quite a while there's no sort of warning for that is there and there's people that you know game development is a really hard 
business. Like it looks like big bucks at the top end, and it is. Yeah. But at the bottom end, for the indie developers, it, it's like hands hand to mouth, or sometimes even not even hand to mouth. It's working, you know, working another job, and the game development is just something that happens in the evening or whatever. So yeah, yeah. It's like brutally difficult and brutal for Google to just say, no, nah, we're done with this now. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, I suppose that the takeaway from this is you've, if you've got an Android TV, you've probably seen the Stadia logo. The Stadia app is pre-installed with a lot of them. And surely you're not going to be able to use it. If you were like me and you got Stadia uh, with Founder Edition back in 2019, you're going to get a refund on your hardware. If you, for some reason, picked <laughs> picked up Stadia in the in the interim, um, whether you play through your computer or or through with a Chromecast or whatever, or Android TV, and you've got dedicated hardware for that, then yeah, again, you will get a refund on that. There's no refunds on subscriptions, and there's no refunds on things that have been bought uh, digital you know, games, any other digital products on Stadia. So that's it. Um, it's the end of Google Stadia in January 2023. Which brings us nicely to our recommendations. And the thing that we're definitely not going to recommend is going anywhere near Google Stadia. Gavin, you first or me first? Uh, I'll go first. Go on then. I'll go first. I've got a lovely standing desk, actually. Ooh, where'd you get it from? I got it from a company called Flexispot, and it's the Flexispot Q8. Uh, it's, uh, well, it's, it says it's an eight-in-one standing desk, and this is something I can't quite get my head around uh, what these eight functions are. <laughs> but, however, I will tell you that uh, it comes with a really nice uh, like bamboo top, extremely okay. easy to put together although you definitely need a second set of hands because the legs uh, and the top are, are quite heavy uh, in combination uh, it has like four programmable heights which I really like which makes getting to a specific standing height really good uh, and then I have a couple of set for different sitting heights as well which is quite nice because sometimes you you know, you want to sit up a bit straighter, don't you? And then sometimes, you know, you shouldn't slump over, but sometimes you do feel a bit slumpy. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so you sort of adjust it so you can have a nice old slump. Um, and then actually the, th the two things that I really like about it the most, actually, is that on the front panel, it's got a little panel, um, and it has uh, an integrated USB Type-A port for charging, and it has an integrated USB Type-C port for charging, which is really handy. And they're mm. both... Um, I can't remember what wattage they are, but they're both like fast chargers, basically. So you stick your phone on, and uh, you know it charges within about half an hour, 45 minutes, which is really, really good. And then um, the final thing I will tell you about this desk is that it actually has an integrated wireless charging point built into it which is quite Ooh. cool so um nearby to the to the front panel um there's a, yeah a, a little wireless area so you put your phone or uh you know your earbuds or whatever else you've got on this particular spot on the desk walk away come back and it's charged up so uh, it's quite cool um it 
does cost a reasonable amount. I can't remember exactly how much it paid, but uh, it is, it's well worth a look if you're in the market for a standing desk. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, we'll have the link for that in the show notes. My own recommendation this week is a little bit unusual for me. Uh, it is the Shargeek Storm 2 Power Bank. Easy for you to say. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's it's a battery pack for for you to take everywhere and you know recharge all the things. The reason I like it so much is um, it charges anything almost, and it has it's got a see through uh, case, oh, so cool. you can actually see the circuit board and the batteries inside it, and it has a display on it that kind of it's got it owes something at the very least to the uh, terminals and displays in Star Trek The Next Generation with its sort of like bars of colour and stuff like that. Um, it's re- but it's it's really good as well. It isn't too heavy. It has this sort of cyberpunky dis- uh, design with a sci-fi display. It has its own operating system for you to uh, check what's charging, what isn't charging, and you can adjust um, uh, voltage and things uh, for specific items. And um, it has one DC, one USB-A, and two USB-C ports, and weighs uh, around 450 grams, so, uh, yeah, half a kilo. That's about a pound. It's, I've been able to take it to various places over the past few weeks. It went with my children to a dance competition yesterday, kept them charged up in between uh, uh, dances, and uh, it's just... It's really good. I'm so impressed with it. I haven't been impressed with something like this. And it's, you know, it's kind of an, you know, it's, it's an inert thing, isn't it? It's, it's just a thing that you pick up and use and put it down again. It's not like a phone or a laptop or a standing desk going up and down. It's just a thing. That, <laughs> it's just a functional device. And because it is so functional, I'm really, really pleased with it, basically. Yeah, that's good. That's what you want, really, isn't it? It yeah. does the job that it's meant to do. It does it well and it doesn't require extra input or a subscription or whatever. That's That's good. Yeah, so uh, that's my recommendation. You'll find that in the show notes as well. And I'll include a few uh, Stadia-related things in the show notes for you as well to check it out. As I say, they can't let it go uh, to the point where the controllers are useless for proper consoles. I think that last phrase there probably underlines the problem with Stadia, proper consoles. Uh, So um, do do look out for that happening. We'll be back for another really useful podcast soon. Until then, it's goodbye. (laughs) 